Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is the first week of Advent. Our theme is hope. I don't know about you, but just that dulcimer plan made me a little more hopeful. Today is November 29th, 2020. I'd like to say welcome to anybody listening at home on the podcast. I'm glad you're joining us. We have uh, very few announcements. One of them is, since it's COVID-19, and we're all isolated. Um, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant leadership team said, I don't think we should charge them for the Advent devotionals. I think we should give them the Advent devotionals. So as you were coming in, hopefully you received one of the Advent devotionals. I've started reading mine. I love it. I always, I'm ahead of the curve on that because I wanted to prep for what we were going to be studying. If you are... A family like a young family you got kids and you want to do a family devotional talk to my wife where she's gonna raise her hand and she has a limited number of free family devotionals Malia and I we did it with our kids last week or last year and it was excellent I don't know we're always just looking for ways to uh, intersect if you remember the story I, I started reading to them a Christmas Carol by Dickens and I tried to get them to do it this year, and they've been saying, no, no, Dad, you're not going to read at us again. So that, that lasted one year. Pray for me. Continue to pray for me. Uh, any other announcements? I think we have stewardship envelopes. They're in the narthex. After the service, we'll probably pull that table out onto the courtyard just so you don't have to go inside to get your um, envelopes, your family envelopes. I think that's it on the announcement front. And if there isn't, if if I've forgotten something, I'm sure somebody will tell me at some point. Um, pause before everything and just say, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad we got the tent back up. I'm really glad that we have Patty with us playing the dulcimer. I remember last year, my wife turned to me and said, I think that's, the best music I've ever heard in a church and so I've been looking forward to this since last year yes it looks a lot different than I thought it would look but I'm grateful to God for each of you and uh, thank you for giving us your time this morning and if you're listening at home on your podcast thank you thank you thank you um, I'm going to hand over speaking to Sharon she's going to explain why I'm wearing this green stole just as the calendar reflects changing seasons, so our church calendar reflects the changes of the liturgical seasons. Since June, we have been in what is called ordinary time with no special events or festivals. The color to decorate the church or pastor stoles is green. Today, with the first Sunday of Advent, the color changes to purple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get it on here. Okay. Um, today is the first Sunday of Advent. And as with Lent, it marks a period of penitence and preparation which ends on Christmas Eve. 
Purple is also seen as a royal color and is appropriate as we await the birth of the King of Kings. Today, you will see the color in our stoles and also in our Advent candles. Marsha, are you ready with a blast from the past? I am. Okay, you guys, my friends, we're here again. And this is the last PCC 60th anniversary mission and outreach blast from the past. I'll be talking about the future. This month, we have been reminded of our Presbyterian footprint and also about missionaries and outreach beyond Presbyterian missions. We are great Marthas at PCC. We are doers and we do a lot. But today, I hope to challenge you. It isn't enough to send people overseas to bring others to Christ. And yes, we need to do more of that at PCC. It, is, it isn't enough to just help people nearby who need our help. And yes, we need to do more of that as well. But I want to ask you this question to you personally. Think about it. Do your friends know you are a Christian who loves God with their whole heart, soul, and mind? Or do they think you just go to church every week and help here and there? Our neighbors, our friends, our family, they need to see Christ's love shining through us. But we must also share verbally our love for Christ with others. This desire needs to permeate every part of our body. That is mission. That is outreach. How do we do that? Does it mean we have to stop, on the, stop someone on the street and give our whole testimony? Maybe, but not usually. First of all, we should be praying every day that the Holy Spirit will give us a hunger and a thirst to share our faith and give us wisdom on how to do it. I started praying that and I started seeing more opportunities to add into a normal, regular conversation about Christ and what he has done for me. I also sometimes failed to share when God was nudging me because it is scary. But we can continue praying and see how God will work. We need to read our Bible, let God speak to us through his word. And then, when talking with a friend, actively think for ways to talk about how God has personally touched us. That's where we need to start. Let's be one who celebrates and are committed to the Great Commission, which is Acts 1.8. And I have changed some of the words out, and it is a different translation. But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you, and you, all of you, you will receive power to testify about me to the people in Costa Mesa, throughout the United States, in Europe, and to the ends of the world, about my death and resurrection. 
This is not to discourage you, but to encourage you to see what God can do if we only pray. What will the next 10 years be like if PCC as community, as individuals, take this command seriously? Pray for that hunger and thirst and reach others for Christ personally. Good morning. Am I hot? Hello, hello, hello. Thank you there, Mr. Soundman Control. My name is Dick Clark. This is my second advent here at the Covenant. I came here a year and a half ago to start worshiping with you people. I am a Presbyterian by baptism when I was a five-year-old kid. I still remember that day and that, that for the rest of my life has been following Christ, working years with Wycliffe. But you've, a lot of you have read my bio, you already know that. This morning, we're here with the candle of hope. John Piper, in his book, writes about hope that is used three ways in the scripture. One, a desire to do good th things in the future. We're looking for something good in the future. The thing in the future that we desire. And a hope for the basis of a reasoning for our thinking that it will be fulfilled. We light this candle of hope as a sign of the coming light of Christ. With the, light, with the sun shining on this, you cannot see the light, but it's a little bitty yellow glow in that light and that. We light the candle as a sign of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, as the Lord has promised in the days to come. Whoa, I lost my brains. There we go. <laughs> That nation will no longer be, na be wound up and beat their plowshares into pruning hooks and their, and their swords some way. Well, anyway, nature interfered here for a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me there. The nations that beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks, nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Thank you for putting up with me. Let us continue our worship with the carols of Advent. Come thou long-expected Jesus. Hello. Welcome to our first service in Advent. I'm so glad to see all of us in here, and what a wonderful weather we have today. If you agree and are happy about this, please honk your horns. All right. Number two, I would like to uh, I would like to thank, and you're gonna follow me on that one. Our good friend Patty Amelot. She came here to help us raise our spirits she's gonna use the dulcimer that she's doing so good so here she is patty amelot 
and Dan is gonna take us into a ride today of music comes from the soul without a bit see how good he is on that as well <clears throat> okay let's try to do I mean I try to you know it very well let's do it with all our heart come down long expected Jesus joy of every longing heart morning it's official we have entered into the Christmas countdown period every day now we will see it in the newspapers and hear it on the radio and TV 24 shopping days until Christmas 23 shopping days until Christmas 22 shopping days until Christmas all around us there are signs that Christmas is coming what are some of those signs there are plenty of signs that Christmas is coming, but 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born, there were no big signs to announce that it was going to happen. There were no ads on the radio or TV saying, coming soon, a savior will be born in a stable near you. When Jesus was born, many people were surprised, but as word of his birth spread, some people remembered that prophets had told them that God was going to send a savior. They knew that this baby born in a stable was God keeping his promise. Christmas is not only a wonderful time to celebrate the birth of Jesus, it is also a time to remember that Jesus promised that he would come again. We don't read much about that in the newspapers and we don't hear much talk about it on the radio or TV. 
but Jesus told us to be prepared and to watch for his return. As we look forward to Christmas Day, we also look forward to the day when Jesus will come again. Today, we lit the candle of hope on our Advent wreath. Just as the people of Israel found hope in the promise of God, we find hope in Jesus' promise that he will come again. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for keeping your promise to send a Savior. We also thank you for the promise that he will return again to take us to our home in heaven. Amen. At this time, children or youth are dismissed to class. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Standing on that promise, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore us to the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ indeed came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to righteousness. Brothers and sisters, believe and live the good news of the gospel. In Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Amen. sing together. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give ye heed to what we say. News, news. Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and us before him now and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. The Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye hear of endless bliss, joy, joy. Jesus Christ was born for this. He has opened heaven's door and man.
blessed evermore. Christ was born for this. Christ was born for this. The Christian men rejoice with heart, soul, and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Peace, peace. Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to gain his everlasting home. Christ was born to save. Christ was born to save. Bind in 
won the hearts of all mankind. Bid vows our sad division cease, and be thyself our check is this thing on yet now it's on all right i was just saying christmas lyrics they get you right we could cry that all day long and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sad at all uh, come advent Does everybody remember what it means advent means the arrival or the invention inv- invention of you know like advent of the wheel the advent of you know Starbucks uh, for us, you know, hipsters. But the the arrival of God wrapped in flesh a couple thousand years ago. And it also celebrates the second arrival that is yet to come. And so this morning's text kicks us off and it has a little bit of both. We're looking at 1 Corinthians. And um, the, the title, I don't know if anybody caught the sign, changed from Welcome Home to The Rescuer Arrives as you were driving in. Make sure you, you notice that on your way out. Um, but the rescuer is Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus Christ is our rescuer. He's our liberator. He's our savior. He's our redeemer. He's our atoner. He's our justifier he's the way he's the truth he's the life he's the light he's the second adam he's the alpha he's the omega amen Amen. and we're here this morning and we're sitting in our cars and we're sitting on metal uncomfortable chairs and we're mainly here to celebrate the arrival of jesus christ Let's turn our Bibles into 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'll read verses 3 through 9. Just a little background. Corinth was a lot like Vegas. It was what happens in Corinth, Corinth stays in Corinth. So it was a little bit of a crazy town. And this is actually one of two letters that he writes to this town. And this is the harshest Paul gets. I just want to bring that out because it's interesting how he starts this letter because he ends up reprimanding pretty harshly later on. But listen to these words. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, 
in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. And also, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you, in verse 3. I just have one question about that. Where else can you get grace? Where else can you get peace? The answer is nowhere. Paul starts this letter like he starts a lot of letters. He mentions that he's a slave of Jesus. And then he offers anyone who reads it grace and peace, two of the greatest commodities this world still longs for. And he hands them out like he's handing out candy on Halloween. What does that tell you about God? That tells you that Paul is writing on behalf of a God that never runs out. I run out of energy. You should have seen me yesterday. <laughs> you know, after Thanksgiving and all that jazz, I was at the end of every rope. I don't know if I'm alone. Are you guys ever get tired? I run out. Yet another way that the God we worship is so different than us. We could go to him right now and say, I need grace and I need peace. And he's got a full tank to, ha to hand us. We could come back 15 minutes later. He's still got a full tank to hand us. Grace and peace to you. And then he says, I always thank God for you. I thank God for you and the grace he has given you in Christ Jesus. There's a commentator, Barclay. Um, he says there's three things about this passage that stand out to him. And this is the first of them. The promise which came true. Jesus said he was going to come. Jesus said he was going to lay down his life and die. Jesus said he was going to raise again from the, from the dead, be resurrected. Jesus said his church would go on and the Holy Spirit would indwell within them. And Paul is grateful that all of that came true. But notice, like I said earlier, this, this letter gets dark pretty quick. He starts reprimanding them right away, but right out of the gate, what does he say? I thank you all the time. I thank God for you all the time. Origen wrote this. He says, Paul does not give thanks for the Corinthians some of the time, nor only when they are good. 
He puts himself in the position of the father who is thankful for his children all the time, whatever they have done. Verse 7. You don't lack any spiritual gifts. There's a gift that has been given. That's what Barclay says stands out in this text. Salvation is the charisma. Have you ever heard the term charismatic? Yes? No? Here's something for you. We're all charismatic. Look to your right and look to your left. That person doesn't look very charismatic, do they? <laughs> this is a Presbyterian church. What, what are you talking about, Jason? <laughs> Charismata is Greek for gift. Raise your hand if you know Jesus is the Lord of your life. It says countless places in the New Testament. If you just raised your hand... The Holy Spirit dwells within you. The gift of God that is the power of God, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is in you. You are filled with the, with the gifts, the charismata of God. That doesn't change you. I don't know what will, what won't, whatever. I don't know how I was supposed to say that, but listen up. That's awesome. Listen to this. Salvation is the gift of God. To enter into a right relationship with God is something which a man or woman can never achieve himself or, or herself. It is, it is an unearned gift coming from the sheer generosity of the love of God. Verse 7. I think we were just in 7a. Yeah, and now we're in 7b. Paul says to the Corinthian people and to us, we are to eagerly to wait for the Lord Jesus to be revealed. I can't help but think uh, I was a... Uh, Everybody knows I'm a huge music fan. And in the 90s, there were a bunch of Christian rock bands around. And one of them was this band called Stavesaker. Uh, Stavesaker was, the front man was a guy named Mark Solomon. And he started in a punk rock band called The Crucified. And Crucified is the reason why there were all these Christian rock bands that were in the 90s. He had come out with the Crucified in the 80s, and then they broke up, and then he got back together with some other musicians, started making music under the name Stavesaker, and then he came out with this song, Keep Waiting. And I know I digress, but it all comes down to when I was at a show one time, and he starts playing this song, Keep Waiting, I'll Be Right on Time, and he's singing on behalf of God the Father, the Son, Jesus the Christ, and Holy Spirit, and talking about the triumphal entry of the Lord Jesus when everything will be made right. And he starts saying, keep waiting. 
I'll be right on time. Keep waiting. I'll be right on time. Keep waiting. I'll be right on time. And he starts singing it louder and louder and higher and higher and then beefier and beefier. And by the end of it, he says, keep waiting. I'll be right on time. And you almost feel the words of Paul saying, lean in. Jesus could come back right now. N.T. Wright says this, just as a runner sprinting along the track leans forward to go faster and get to the finish line quicker, so the Christian must always be leaning forwards towards God's finishing line. Ladies and gentlemen, we've stopped leaning. And Paul once again calls us this morning, lean. And it's just not for the sprinter. N.T. Wright got part of it right. I was a distance runner. I remember when my coach, he was, he was, there, was, there was this dude named Remigio, and he would run, and it looked like he was sitting down. You know, those, some people have different forms when they're running, but Remigio ran like he was going like this. You know, he looked like he was going like that. My coach pulled him aside, and he says, you know what, that's taking time off of your running. If you lean your body just a little bit forward, it'll take time off your race time. And it did. He leaned forward and it took like two or three minutes off of a three-mile race, which is a crazy amount of time. Anyway, he went from a kind of a terrible runner to an amazing runner. And it was just with the simple fact, lean. We've kind of sat back. We've said, hey, we got grace. We got all this other stuff. No, lean. Lean into what God has for you this Advent season. And I want to say, this is a hard time to be preaching this message. During this COVID, when we're kind of isolated and we're missing one another, I'm telling you, just personally, I'm tired of problem solving. I'm tired of the wind blowing the tent roof off and us figuring out how to put that back on. I'm tired of all this little knickknacks. The temptation to sit back and get in a recliner and put my feet up is more than ever. But I think that makes this time, this message from Paul this morning, even more poignant. If the world all starts leaning back and they all start giving up and we start leaning in, we're going to be known as the people with hope. as the people that have a prize to, to move towards. And then he says in verse 8, God will keep you firm to the end. Barclay says, this is just a reminder that there is an ultimate end. I got a question for us that comes from Origin. Anybody know Origin's story? The guy was brilliant. He wrote, he, he translated the Bible or the New Testament, what was around at that time, into eight different languages. He was a brilliant man. Anyway, that's just a little sidebar. He asks us, who sustains us? The text right here says Christ Jesus, the word and wisdom of God. Moreover, he sustains us not merely for a day or two, but forever. Then Paul 
reminds us that God is faithful. The God who has called you. Do you remember the God who has called you? Do you remember the, the space you were in when he called you? I know I do. And you're probably tired of hearing it. But this text calls me back to that moment. I was a little junior higher. I was like 13. And I'd just been, actually I was about to be baptized at a, at a congregational church by an ex-Presbyterian ministry. It was just foreshadowing that I was going to be right here someday. But I signed up, and it was the 80s, and they did these things called roller rallies. Do you remember, anybody been to a roller skating rink? They had them everywhere. And this was in Massachusetts, and I was at, in uh, Milford, Mass, and there was a roller skating rink, and you'd roller skate for a while. And then after a certain period, some dude would stand up in the corner, they would stop all the music, and everybody would, would roll over on their roller skates and just sit in the corner. And he would give the gospel message that Jesus loves sinners, that Jesus loves the lost, that Jesus loves the hurting, that God loves the hurting, and he sent Jesus after us. And I was a klepto at the time. I don't know if you remember. You know what a klepto is? I was, I was a little thief. I was a little, I'd steal stuff out of little stores and stuff. You know, like I'd switch price tags and all this other jazz. And I, remembered, I remember ringing in my ear, one of my friends in jest said, my mom says I should stop hanging out with you because you're a bad kid. And I remember that just ringing in my ear. I remember sitting on the roller skating floor with my roller skates on, and those things are never comfortable. And, they, and I remember thinking, I need what this guy is talking about. I need to drop everything that's wrong with my life and hand it in for the righteousness that he's talking about. Martin Luther called that the great exchange. We hand over our sin. He, God hands us his son's righteousness. It was God who called me there in Milford, Massachusetts with roller skates on to skate forward. And for you, I don't know your stories, but Put, put yourself in that place. It was God. It wasn't just trumped up emotions. It wasn't just falsities. It wasn't feelings. It was God that called you that day, and God will keep you to the end. Another one of those Christian bands was a guy named David Bazan. He started this band called Pedro the Lion. I remember he had a song called Promise, and he says, If I look up, and the sky's not there, do I have any reason that I should be scared? Because a promise is a promise I know. God is faithful. He has promised that he will keep you to the end. Applications? Go to God often 
as often as you can for grace and peace. Be like Paul and start with encouraging those around you. Jesus did what he said he was going to do. You. I wish I could call you all by name. I know Bryce. Bryce, you are filled with the gifts of God. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And if God was here, he would scream louder than Bryce, which is crazy to think about. But he would scream, yes, you are, and I absolutely adore you. I love that kid. Anywho. And then God is faithful. He will sustain you and I till the end. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. We thank you for your first arrival and we anxiously lean forward towards your second. Give us grace. Give us peace. Remind us of all the gifts you have poured out upon us lavishly. And do what you say you're going to do, which is hold us till the end. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. For those of you listening at home, please send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Man, I think that's right, 92628. And then for anyone here, at the stations, there are offering plates for you to leave your tithes and offerings. The offering for this morning is now received.
last Sunday, we sang, Come, ye thankful people, come. And we came, and we worshipped, and we gave thanks. This Sunday, as we begin our Advent journey, we are called to come and prepare the way, to make clear the path for the coming of the Lord. We are called to prepare our hearts so Christ may enter in. Let us pray. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, we sing. We have been waiting. Come into our world that so needs you, a world that longs for peace and love and joy. We are filled with expectation as we approach again the celebration of the Advent, the coming of your Son, Jesus of Nazareth. Give us hope that in the future your promise will be perfected and your glory revealed to all flesh and your will done on earth. We pray that the promise of your birth, that peace shall come on earth, may soon be fulfilled. We pray for the world into which you came and which you still love. We pray especially for the world's victims. We pray for wars and threats of wars to cease and that you stop terrorists in their acts. We pray for the current unrest between Iran and Israel. We pray for the time when the lion shall lie down with the lamb. Teach us to live together in harmony within our own communities and throughout the world. We pray for the leadership of our nation, and we pray for the new administration being formed, that you guide the president-elect into choosing officials and cabinet members who will work for peace, justice, and the good of all. We pray for protection from the COVID virus as more and more people are being exposed and testing positive. Bring a safe and effective vaccine to us, we pray. Encourage all to take necessary precautions to slow the spread. Protect us, we pray. We also pray for our economy and businesses that are suffering due to required closures. Enable them to continue to serve the public and yet profit from the sales. Gracious God, having sent your Son to lift up the lowly and to fill the hungry with good things, send your church to accomplish the same mission in our time and place. Send your people to sympathize with the suffering, care for the sick, feed the hungry, cool the fevered brow, and comfort the anxious and bereaved. May our faith in Christ be evident in our compassion for others. We pray for those who are weary, worn, and sad, and for those in pain of body, mind, or spirit, especially as we come into this festive season. May they heed our Savior's invitation to come to him and find rest. Give health to the sick and strength to the weak. 
We pray for those who are at crisis times in their lives. We entrust them to your care. God of grace, prepare our hearts to receive our Savior. Come, Lord Jesus, for we are your people, and we wait for you now. Hear our prayer as we pray the words you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I think it would be a good idea to just thank Carlina for making Operation Christmas Child such an amazing success. A round of applause for Carlina. Did you use 2,806 shoeboxes? That's amazing, right? And that unto the least of these. Remember, that was the last. That was my last sermon. You know, like, uh, last Sunday, and it was the week of that. You know, unto the least of these, you have done it unto me. Um, you did it unto me. Anywho, uh, I remember I was leading. It was early in uh, my camp ministry. And I was leading the games and getting everybody rowdy and going, wow, everybody pumped up. You know, have you met me? I'm kind of high energy. Like I got on and off. That's about it. And uh, Malia doesn't like. Yeah. Anyway, we won't. That's another day. That's another sermon. I'll save that one, Malia. Uh, But after I'd gotten everybody rowdy, they were supposed to go in and worship or something like that. And one of my like more seasoned colleagues just said, you know, there's sometimes we combat the world's chaos with peace. And so as I give our benediction, after I've said the benediction, I, I would like us all to just close our eyes and be armed with the peaceful sound of the dulcimer as we into into this Advent 2020 as called ones. So now, actually, just lay your hands out in front of you if you're open to that. Just put it in, hands up as receiving from God, not simply from me. But may God's peace shine upon you. May the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so.